couple general questions to start us off. Um, so what years were you on the team for? So I joined 2013 and was there for four years till 2017. Okay, awesome. And then um, next question, what was your proudest moment on the team? Uh, proudest moment, I'd probably say it was with the senior design project where we worked on the muffler design and then we uh, were able to pass the sound requirements at competition. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's for the sound stuff, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, that's still on our paper and stuff, and Buttons was yelling at us for still having it on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> As he does. Good for yeah, um, that, that's a sound about right. <laughs> so, uh, okay, and then what kept you motivated to stay on the team? Uh, I think it was mainly just the the motivation, um, the drive to, like, I saw that it was very beneficial for my engineering career in the long term, um, being able to take what you learn in the classroom and actually apply it to uh, like a real world problem mm-hmm. um and then it was also that was kind of the why i joined the team in the first place but i think what kept me going was the 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 group of guys that we were working with as well as the gals uh they were just really good to the core and uh good mentors and willing to help you learn more as long as you were willing to put in the time right and just building that those kind of friendships makes it really easy to stay with a team for multiple years for sure especially considering a lot of us are sort of all in the same major exactly yeah and it's even better when you can get uh, different majors involved uh, just getting different points of views and that kind of stuff we were starting to do a little bit of that i mean still a lot of engineers like electrical and that kind of stuff but they definitely brought a different perspective to the team Oh, for sure. Yeah, right now we have a CS guy. Um, mm, nice. Steve, That's handy. Steve Gasling switched to business. Um, and then mo- all, pretty much all the rest of us are Mechies, but I'm trying to see if we can reach out to other schools and be like, hey, this is our team, and we want different people on it. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's a lot easier when you have a uh, project that sounds interesting to other majors. Yeah. Um, because that's when we, it was uh, Dr. Santora. He's no longer there, but he was part of the electrical department. And he was a big part of the formula hybrid car, t- uh, as well as helping out with the sled team. Oh, yeah. And he brought a lot of good electrical engineers to the team because Mechies usually aren't very good when it comes to electricity. No. We're <laughs> really not. We're good at breaking it. Oh, yeah. That's about Wonderful it. at breaking it. I mean, our team captain's favorite uh, tool is the mallet in the tool chest, and he brings it with him everywhere we go. Mm, nice. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, did you happen to hold any leadership positions while you were on the team? Yeah, I was the co-captain for two of the years my junior and senior year nicely nice um and so like 
from that experience, do you have any suggestions for how we can make our leadership better or the same as yours? Because um, we're kind of, there's a pretty big knowledge gap right now, and we're trying to sort of recover that knowledge gap as best we can um, to try to get our team to be competitive again. Yeah, uh, that's always been a challenge. I know we've, we were struggling to do keep retention even uh, while we were there. And that's yeah. kind of why we started that uh, class. I think it sounds like that's still going on. Yep. Um, is to use that class to basically pass down the fundamentals. From, that would help for between the calibration work and just design work in general. Uh, but I think a lot of it we try to, like, the paper for competition is good and all, but uh, for sure, just the, the details about, like, actually running the dyno and that kind of stuff. I know uh, yeah. Dylan Savage, uh, his thesis was a big part about working out in the Smurf there. And so that was good retention there. Uh, yeah. But what we what I kind of found was the fact that you just got to get people um, motivated on a project that interests them. Yeah. Yeah kind of a younger age and then they can people are going to glean the information that interests them the most um yeah and that that's about all i could say because it's just a difficult time because everybody's doing different things in college and that kind of stuff so you only learn so much even when you're there a lot yeah uh but yeah once you leave i think the biggest thing is too is just uh, don't forget that there is alumni that you can always reach out to Mm -hmm. um, like Alex uh, Furman, we reached out to him multiple times, and we also had Dylan Savage around, so yeah. they had a lot of retention there. But again, there's a lot of alumni in the industry that are learning experience that can help um, answer questions and make the team better. For sure, so yeah. That, that's honestly probably the best way. Is like if you guys don't know or have a question, like if Dan. Uh, doesn't have you know the answer to it feel free to pick up the phone and give people calls mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of what we did since um dan isn't really there for the team as much so we've been trying to um we've been reaching out to uh kiss and buttons um those were really the only two i knew until i started this project so i've been reaching out to uh, Nick Harker, Dylan Savage, Brandon Hudson, um, uh, Alex German, as you know, um, Buttons and Kiss, so, and then I'm talking to Crystal and Aaron tomorrow and, like, I think Thursday, so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's definitely got their own perspective on the team and the, the knowledge that they retained from it, for sure, so. Yeah, and everybody has, like, a little bit of a different definition, too, so. Yeah, exactly. So, is Dan, though, not really, is he still the advisor? Yeah, for now. I think he's giving his position up next year. Um, okay. But he still wants to help out the team when he can, because Byerline and Dan are both kind of retiring, or at least in the process of retiring. Oh, so. well, good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, do you know, um, Garrett, uh, Potts and Porter Dallenbach? 
Okay, because those are our two ca- captains right now. Um, uh, yeah, they were they were not there. Uh, I left before they joined the team. Yeah. Yeah, they're fairly new. Um, they were our team captains last year, too. Um, and last year we had a modeling competition. So we lost a bunch of new member interest because we just weren't doing anything because we didn't have the resources to do anything. And, like, we didn't really know what to expect for competition until, like, a few months into the year, and then we just didn't have time to finish everything. Um, so, like, because we're kind of hitting the reset button, are there, are there anything that, is there anything that, that you think we should change, or, um, maybe, like, elaborate on, or make sure is, like, involved in the curriculum for the class? Um, anything like that? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I would say, honestly, just, you gotta be up front, kind of, the, the major goals that you want to be doing, and break them down, um, for competition. Um, that way you know the projects that you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just having those clear, kind of, milestones helped us a lot. Because it's really easy with classes and that kind of stuff to, you know, just push it off for, oh, we'll get to it next week. Um, and then you keep saying that for a month and you realize, well, crap, I haven't made any progress on this. Yeah. Um, but then also having a, a good enough variety of projects to, like, don't just box yourself in and say, like, we need to do these projects. If somebody has, like, a good idea and they're interested in it, um, let them run with it because that's those are the projects that are going to succeed is when you have somebody that's really interested in it or a couple people that really put, put their heart into it. Yeah. We're going to, I think we're going to try to focus on like two or three projects, um, this year that are like fairly big. And then we'll have like a whole bunch of people on those two or three projects. Um, and I think I'm going to do like a side project um, cause I want to get that CVT test bunch done, um, that I think, I don't remember who started on it, but, um, I just want to get that thing done. Um, and it, it's not like a huge project cause it's almost like finished. Um, yeah. it just kind of needs, I, I would like it to be done so that we can work on more drivetrain stuff and like engine efficiency stuff. So, um, nice. But yeah, um, okay, five pieces of advice that you would give to current or new members. Uh, five pieces of advice, all right. Uh, I would say um, plan on like dedicating the time to, to uh, outside of the classroom it, to a point that uh, you actually start learning and experience in it like fully uh, because you're not going to gain you're not going to get interested in it if you're only spending an hour every week um, that kind of stuff you'll, you'll end up just um, kind of growing away from it with because you're not really giving it a true chance but people are going to do that that's fine um, but if if somebody's actually interested in it, I would say like give it an opportunity dedicate multiple hours a week and then you're going to actually probably You'll, you'll see your knowledge grow very quickly at that point. Mm-hmm. 
piece of advice. Probably. Hmm. Let me think. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Uh, take classes that uh, you think that kind of correspond with the projects that you're really interested in. Uh, there's plenty of them. Uh, expect, well, maybe not when you're a freshman, sophomore, <laughs> but uh, junior and senior, you start getting into like the heat transfer combustion. Um, the interesting ones? Yeah. Yeah, some of those that you can really start applying some of the math and that kind of stuff behind, behind it because we, we've definitely been kind of known to do just kind of redneck work redneck calibration like ah that's good enough yeah Seems to be better yeah uh, and i know we were really trying to push for everything we do we have data everything we do we have some math behind it or something like that yeah putting that in the paper yeah. uh so I, I, that's another piece of advice is just with the paper put in as much everything that you claim have data for that way because the judges love that and they instead of just saying like eh, we, th we think it's better it is better um, you could just have the data flat out state it's x amount better yeah because um, that's what you're going to be doing in the industry uh, your manager's not going to be like you're, you're telling me it's okay it's slightly better what how much better <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Uh, then I would also say, um, just for like the team as a whole, and take it, it is a project and like take it seriously, but at the same time, enjoy it, have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, make sure to continue the like sled barbecues and sled parties and that kind of stuff, because that's where you really build the friendships and for sure. uh, get people to relax yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> we all need a little yeah. bit of a relaxant. For sure. Um, yeah. Anything else I can think of? It's no yeah, worries. That's if... about what I got. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then any skills that you use um, uh, in the workforce that you learned from the team? <laughs> I think you'll find out when you talk to a lot of the alumni and then it's just the fact that we tested and broke a lot of stuff uh, I think everybody has a job basically now that they're trying to break something mm -hmm. uh, so that, that definitely is a skill um, definitely encourage like try to get all the team members to go out like um, uh, to like Elk River there and actually ride the sled and do a couple of the tests to get there, get the feel for that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's but, the best part. Uh, yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah, exactly. I would also say, I don't use this in my uh, particular work, but the machine skills, uh, going into the machine shop and actually fabricating all the parts and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, it, yeah. Even when you're 
not actually doing the fabrication, but if you're working with the, the technicians and people that are doing the machining for you and just talking to them with about designing a part, that kind of stuff, just knowing the knowledge about what's possible and what's realistic is a game changer because if you come and tell them, well, I want to, like, can't you drill me this curved hole? Uh, they'll just look at you like an idiot kind of thing. Well, yeah. I did it in SolidWorks. Why can't you make it for me? Uh, that doesn't yeah. apply. <laughs> no, for sure. So. Machining's a whole different beast. Yes. And, but it's super fun, too. Oh, for sure. Uh, as long as you got a couple team members that are pretty good at it and then uh, willing to teach others. Yeah. But I know who's there now. Um, there aren't very many people that can work in the shop right now. That's a bummer. Yeah, and we don't also don't have any graduate mentors, which is also kind of a bummer. Yeah, that one's been a uh, challenge. We, we used to have graduate uh, students pretty frequently, but I think just recently there's not a lot of reason to stay for grad school, especially at Idaho. Yeah. Yeah kind of sucky but it is what it is yeah um um, and then last question like what do you do like so i know that you work for um what is it pacar uh technical center yep that's correct and then like what do you like how where how where do you work i guess in that uh company (laughs) or yeah so my job is uh, OBD calibration. So basically, um, what I'm doing is calibrating the uh, diagnostics on the engine to determine when there's actually a failure. Uh, So that's when your check engine light pops up on the dash. Uh, So it's basically determining when the engine uh, is healthy Mm -hmm. versus when it's failure done. modes and all that kind of stuff. So you're designing you know, different fail modes for each of the components and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of dyno testing because it's all emissions regulatory uh, requirements that we have to be meeting. And then a ton of vehicle testing because you got got to be able to t- detect these issues in the real world. So yeah, that's, for sure. that's my job. That's really cool. Yeah, I... I want to work with robots when I'm older, so. Nice. There's more and more of those jobs popping up. Yeah. They're not as fun, though. Because <laughs> it's not very mechanical anymore. It's a lot more coding and AI stuff, which is cool and all. It's just, it's kind of sad. Cause it's like, oh, well, I can't mechanically make something better than what's out there, I guess. Um, yeah. So. That's that's one piece of advice, I guess, to follow up with that is, uh, with my job, I actually do quite a bit of scripting, and that's because everything is data analysis nowadays. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what what field you're going to be in, um, you're you're going to have to be dealing with data. Yeah. So, just learning the basics. Like I, I know, uh, my undergrad, I did very like I could do a little bit of MATLAB. But it wasn't anything to scream about. Is basically using MATLAB as a fancy calculator. Yeah. Uh, but being able to use those tools to make your uh, analysis a lot easier, those are skills that you'll definitely use um, in every field that you go into. 
Yeah. They're pretty crazy. So. Do you guys still have the sound box? The sound box? Yeah. Uh. The acoustic sound box. It was like, uh, I would say like three by two by three. Just a. Uh, it's haven't... got an acoustic foam in it. Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I've Shame. been in the shop a bunch, but I haven't been in the Smurfs or anything really. So. Oh uh, okay, yeah, it could be out there. So yeah, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time in there over the summer, but for the time being, now I don't know. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, um, Brandon and Ian, or Brandon Hudson and Ian, what's his name? Sullivan? Ian Sullivan? Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Brandon's coming into town this coming weekend, and Ian went and came into town last weekend to go look at dino stuff, because right now the dino's kind of completely torn to shreds. So, um... Hmm. Yeah, there were some issues with it. Um, and it, there always is. <laughs> and Ian was trying to help us, like, diagnose what the problems were, and why they existed, so, um, nice. yeah, it was kind of crazy, because I, I wasn't there, um, so I was doing other things, but, um, Garrett and, or er, Garrett and Kyle were there, and it was pretty crazy, apparently, so, yeah. Sounds like typical weekends. <laughs> yeah, well, and a lot of us are doing six things all at the same time, um, as we do, so, but, um, I really appreciate the time, and thank you for 